Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Dr. Katrina Fury, a psychiatrist. And I'm Portia Pendleton, a licensed clinical social worker. And this is Analyze Scripts, a podcast where two shrinks analyze the depiction of mental health in movies and TV shows. Our hope is that you learn some legit info about mental health while feeling like you're chatting with your girlfriends. There is so much misinformation out there and it drives us nuts. And if someday we pay off our student loans or land a sponsorship, like with a lay flat airline or a major beauty brand, even better. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your DSM-5 and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of a podcast hosted by Two Wise Trees. Um, if you didn't catch that reference, we are obviously talking about the new Greta Gerwig film Barbie. Um, and that was a line in the film at one point, and I just chuckled because, you know, we have a podcast now, and we're covering it, and we went to the movies all for this, and it was just funny. Mm-hmm. And we are two trees, wise you know? trees, basically rooted yeah. firmly into the ground. Secure. Secure. Stable, mm-hmm. nourishing, mm-hmm. Um, with our branches fruitful, fruitful, nice. With our branches just growing and blossoming into the sky, mm-hmm. and that we'll was see beautiful. where it takes us. I know it could have been a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we are really excited to talk about this film today. As it stands right now, um, we are filming or filming. We are recording this episode in late July, and I checked the stats yesterday. Barbie has grossed already over $500 million worldwide. That's incredible. Incredible, especially because it's like double what Oppenheimer has mm-hmm. grossed. Uh, we will also be covering that film a little later on. Um, so that makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, I, you know, was really excited when we went to the movies, Portia, and it was packed. Mm-hmm. Packed. Packed. Uh, mostly women, but some gr- some men as mm-hmm. well. Um, and it was a mat day. We went at one o'clock. And um, I just was like, see, Hollywood, you can make female, yep. 
you know, driven material and you will still sell mm-hmm. tickets. Everyone was so excited. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was a ton of people wearing pink. Mm-hmm. It was just so fun. And mm-hmm. like I felt connected to people in the theater. I know, right? Uh, which I feel like I've never. Well, I did when um, I saw the last Harry Potter I was going to say in Harry theater. Potter. Everyone's yep. clapping. Everyone dressed up. Right. Like it was it was emotional. It was an experience. Yeah. Right. And that's like mm-hmm. the joy of going to the movies. Right. And I think you had said to me that you hadn't seen a movie since before COVID. And, and probably then two years bef- like before, before that, that. So a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but totally, as you were saying that, it reminded me of when I would go see Harry Potter with my friends like in high school. And yeah, it was like a whole mm-hmm. event. And this yep. is totally what that felt like. Um we were a little bummed that w- there wasn't the Barbie box. Yeah. No. Or yeah. like, I don't the think, I think car. it's because we weren't in like a major city. Yeah. <laughs> or even just like a big mega theater because I know mm. who, some people who went in another part of our state and they did have the box. Oh, okay. But it was like a big complex, like next yeah. to a mall. Yeah. And, all, yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it was still great. I was bummed. But yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I did bring a couple of my daughter's Barbie dolls. Uh, which was an interesting thing to be carrying around as an adult woman. We went to uh, to lunch beforehand and we had them. And I was just, you know, it was just interesting. I'll yeah, just put it, was it that for way. Content and it, we, it was silly, but we were, you know, we were probably <laughs> the youngest people at lunch by like 30 years. Yes, decades. At a minimum. And I was just curious what they were thinking. Of 100% us because <laughs> I don't think it was on their radar that Barbie was coming up, although maybe. Maybe. But mm, I, I don't think so. And then here I am just, you know, schlepping around with some Barbie dolls in my mm-hmm. purse and we're trying to take pictures of them with our drinks. And I did feel weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you tell me this is what content is and yeah. we're really trying. Yeah. <laughs> And and you held them. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no, I'm know. not holding them, yeah. but <laughs> they were cute. That's funny. So first, like in impact of the movie, what did you like immediately think leaving it, just feeling wise? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I think I like in it. I was so excited for this movie mm-hmm. because I had a feeling it wasn't going to be like stereotypical Barbie, mm-hmm. right? Just because Greta Gerwig was attached and I had a feeling it was going to be really smart and kind of meta. And I, that was a, what I was hoping for was it would be a commentary on like the female experience. And I felt like they totally delivered. Um, I just loved the opening. I loved all of it, but I really loved like the opening, you know, where they show all the little girls like playing yes, with old fashioned yes. dolls and playing mommy and all this stuff and then all of a sudden there's this big barbie in her swimsuit and they just start smashing the Mm -hmm. shit out of these baby dolls um and i just was like all right i'm gonna like this movie like right away it caught Mm -hmm. me um and i just i don't know i thought it was so campy and funny but also really touching you know i cried at the end when they were um when um ruth and uh, stereotypical Barbie were talking and Barbie like wanted to become human. And they were talking all about like the complicated human experience. Mm-hmm. And she said the thing about, you know, mothers stand still so their daughters can see how far they've come. That That's when it got me. Um, so I just felt everything. Yeah. And I want to see it again. Yeah. Like I already want to see it again. I thought about it a lot. Like mm-hmm. after we left. Me too. Um, and I felt like all sorts of emotions, yeah. which I think was 
in, like I wasn't expecting that. I thought it would be like, you know, touching maybe and like silly. Like I thought mm-hmm. I'd laugh and maybe cry. But like I thought about it for like the entire weekend. Yeah. I, you know, I same with I would do want to see it again. And I was just really touched and like kept really thinking of different parts. Yeah. I, I think that's also why I want to see it again, because I think I'll pick up on maybe some more things. Right. Or some moments, some some things that I didn't catch. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I am astounded by the writing and the dialogue and how it is just so I feel like just really really spot on in exploring the female experience, you know, by going from Barbie world to the real world, then back to Barbie world. And um, just the way it sort of touches on the idea of feminism. And I was really surprised that they did such a good job because I think like Barbie is so polarizing um, and they sort of like addressed it Mm -hmm. in a really direct way, but then also just addressed the complex you know, human experience that comes from being a woman in today's world. And I just thought, especially right now, in like the political climate with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, it's just like, so great, Mm -hmm. I guess, to have something like in your face on the screen that the masses are consuming. Right. Um, I just really loved it. And I thought, because, you know, this movie has been being worked on for like years. And so one of the things I thought was kind of funny was, the Supreme Court justices all being female and then yeah. like right the most the recent you know in real life mm-hmm. um Supreme Court justices making some decisions um that right. would probably not happen in Barbie land <laughs> right exactly and just it was so funny you know like the it was just so witty and humorous but so spot on mm-hmm. and I just am always so impressed when, you know, writers, directors, actors can really do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's right. really hard, um, but is like a really smart way of using a mature defense mechanism, mm-hmm. humor, to explore really difficult, complex, gritty issues, right? Yeah. Um, and so for them to be able to do that, also in such a visually appealing, campy, fun way, mm-hmm was just really, like, smart. Like, yeah. I feel like there will be, like, college classes, like, of, of analyzing mm-hmm. this movie, yeah. you know? No, I agree. That's a good point. And um, so I, I noticed a little flavor of dialectical behavioral therapy yeah. in something that Greta um, Gerwig had said in an interview that she said about the movie. So I'm going to read it. It's, um, I'm interested in how life is complicated and messy and that there is nothing that's either or, either good or bad, but it's mostly both. It can be all these things at once. And I think Mm. that is, A, what you said before and and kind of narrates the human experience, right? Right. It's like everything. We feel all these emotions. Everyone will experience grief, pain, joy, sadness, um, anxiety, you know, excitement. And Mm -hmm. it's like that was that end scene where she's like, you just have to feel. And it's like everything. It's so overwhelming. Right. And also just so overwhelming to see stereotypical Barbie or Margot Robbie's character, right, main Barbie, see that evolution, mm-hmm. right? From feeling just good at the beginning, like right. in Barbie everything's land. Everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. And that's it, right? That's all you know. To starting to realize something's off, like when her feet are flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to becoming human and like choosing that life. Right. Whereas initially she wanted to go back to where things were yep. just all good and everything was perfect. And then eventually she came to see like, no, actually I do want that richer experience. Um, so as we were in the movie, I was jotting down some quotes because I'm a 
reporter, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, and so some of these quotes that they said, I think, really uh, speak to what you're saying, Portia. When Margot Robbie said something like, that felt achy but good. I think she was trying to describe crying and sadness. And she's, you know, at one point she's and like... the release. The release yeah. of it. And she was like, you know, I, I just started crying. Like, first one tear came, then a whole lot came. I think as people are trying to talk to her about, like, what it's like to be human, and she's really scared of change, I feel like... Is everyone or just people with anxiety? Mm. I think everyone is. <laughs> like, I think everyone. And yeah. then if you have an anxiety disorder, that's probably a little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, or you might feel that a little more deeply. Um, but at some point, someone says to her, like, that's all life is, is change. And she says, that's terrifying. And I was like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, ah too yeah. close to home. <laughs> um, but I just loved watching her like evolution and and becoming a human and that whole like video montage of women and their children and just women yeah. like over life. And I guess I was reading that comes from the cast and crew. Mm-hmm. Those are all like home movies. Oh, and yeah. I was like, how beautiful. I've watched that? that scene, you know, obviously like I guess pirated online like multiple times. Where it's she's so crying. Moving. I know. Yeah. It's just like I have to emotionally prepare to yeah. rewatch it. Yeah. So like you mentioned before when, you know, Margot Robbie, stereotypical Barbie, is in Barbie Land at the beginning. It's all very like happy, right? Like, good morning, Barbie. Morning, Barbie. Morning, morning Barbie. Barbie. Like, you know, everyone's <laughs> smiling. Everything is working perfectly. Yep. The outfits are immaculate and mm-hmm. stunning, and I want them all in my closet. Yep. And, you know, you see her kind of getting up for the day, getting ready, going. Everything's falling into place. I did love that there was like no water. There's nothing yes, in her cup. No like, it's just so funny. It's like she is the doll. Yep. Right. And yep. she's being played. It's just like mm-hmm. so funny. No, that's so true because later we see, um, right, like the milk goes sour and like then when she's in the real world, like the water goes all over her. And she's like, oh, I'm not used to anything coming out of that. Yeah, when she was talking to Will Ferrell Mm -hmm. as the CEO of Mattel. That was Um, funny. Yeah, but I I mean, what was your thought from the get-go of seeing all the Barbies? It seemed really joyful and peaceful and like mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. like everyone's just saying what they think everyone's saying it in a in a kind way but right when we see the scene in um the oval office when somebody's complimenting someone else they don't they're not like saying like thank you or or oh no like that's not true they're just saying like yeah i worked i worked hard right like, like when, i know right when the barbie mm-hmm. won the nobel peace prize she yeah. was like i deserve this yes. you know i thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. too um, there's a lot of diversity in the cast mm-hmm. in terms of like race, nationality, skin color, body type. Less so with body type, but it was there. Um, I loved Midge. <laughs> I loved how like they did pull in these like random Barbies from the past that probably none of us have heard of, but really did exist. Mm-hmm. And they were so funny, like Midge, the pregnant Barbie, right, like, total t- tongue in cheek because they're like <laughs> ca- they're like calling out themselves. Which right. a everyone who was on the film, including Will Ferrell, I think he's he was like, this looks like a great script, but. Mattel's never going to let us do this. Right. And they did. And it was Mm -hmm. so great. Like, I think what a huge risk that paid off for Mattel to let them kind of be Mm -hmm. poked fun at. Mm -hmm. Um, And and ultimately, I think it really landed well for them. Right. Um, But I just thought that that was funny. Yeah. Um, totally. And so we had like Midge, the pregnant Barbie, and they were like, oh, she didn't sell well. Right, no, like right. pregnant dolls are just weird. <laughs> right. And then we had Alan played by Michael Stira, who Perfect. just 
right? I guess it was like Ken's friend who also didn't really sell well, but you see him just like popping in and out yep. here and there. And he's so funny. Mm-hmm. There was a little, you know, I think hint maybe of that, like he could have been like a gay character. Mm-hmm. Um, he also seemingly, at least throughout the film, was it was very clear that he was like an ally mm-hmm. to the Barbies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought that was um, clever. And I, I also just love his, um, I love Michael Sarah. He's I know. so it's, funny. He's so funny. And then I thought, Another like risk that they kind of called out, but and again it landed in a really good way was Weird Barbie, right? Yes, so like Weird McKinnon. Barbie had been played with really hard, you know, haircut, dyed, which I think everyone can relate to. Yes, weird Barbie. I'm, I was surprised there was only one Weird mm-hmm. Barbie and all these other normal Barbies. Um, but again, I thought that was so funny and how they were able to um, start telling the story about how these Barbies are like being played with. There is yep. this like connection between mm-hmm. Barbie land and the children playing with the Barbies in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Kate McKinnon's hilarious. Oh. I love that she's always stuck in splits. Which again, like you do that with, with your, your Barbie. Like, it's just, I don't know how they got that so right. Of course, because, you know, the people played with Barbies who wrote the Barbie movie but oh, I was so just la- that was the stuff that I was just laughing at and then them like whispering like weird Barbie like you don't want to be like her but if you start then to they break were, down you yeah. have to go see her right so then they mm-hmm. were kind of mean right so in Barbie right, land right it's all like kind of perfect but very superficial but if you're not perfect then you're like othered um and I feel like isn't that the major criticism of Barbie Right. That she has this like unattainable body type mm-hmm. and makes little girls feel bad about themselves. Right. Right. Um, and so that sort of is already touching on that in a really smart way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when like Margot Robbie's Barbie, you know, she like loses her high heel feet, they become flat and she starts like falling and the everything's starting to go wrong and she doesn't like it. Then she has to go see weird Barbie. Yep. And here I feel like if we if we really zoom out and think about. Margot Robbie's development in this film as being parallel to the psychological development from childhood to adulthood. I feel like when she first goes to see Weird Barbie and is presented with the two shoes, the stiletto or the Birkenstock, which I thought was hilarious, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that is toddlerhood. It's like one or the other, right? She can't like integrate both yet. Um, whereas at the very end, when she's fully actualized and a full mature human, she's wearing pink Birkenstocks, right? So it's like even just this like silly but concrete way of depicting like incorporating both elements into your personality. As Weird Barbie is trying to tell her like, no, you, you got to pick the Birkenstock and like go to the real world. I felt like it was like negotiating with a toddler, like presenting them with a choice, yep. but there's really not a choice. Yes. You I was, know? Yes. Yep. And I was just like, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. We see her as being in like the all good land, having some like negative feelings. I've died laughing when they're like at the dance party. Mm -hmm. She's like, do you guys ever think about dying? And everyone stops. And she's like, oh, just kidding. You know, but like she's starting to dance or something. (laughs) Yeah. It was so perfect. And then she like doesn't know what to do with these like negative things. Mm -hmm. So she has to go to Weird Barbie who's giving her this choice, but it's not really a choice. And then she's on this quest to the real world. And I was just like, oh, my God. This is fascinating. It's also why we can't ignore, right, like when things aren't going well. Right, You can't ignore anxiety. You can't ignore poor family dynamics. You can't ignore a mood disorder brewing. Like you have to kind of 
go see someone like yeah. like weird I am Barbie. I am weird Barbie. You come see me. <laughs> so are you. And um, like we then we point sit in it with out. you. We sit in it with you. We we go on this journey with you. Oh, it's so beautiful. Portia. So that you can like be well and then make a choice at the end. Right, that, that is, is authentic informed, to you. Authentic, I love and then that. you are like your best self, Ugh, which I love means that. you experience all emotions. That doesn't mean that you're perfect and you're never sad. I know, or that you never feel anxiety right. again, or you never feel sadness again. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And even like thinking about that portion, like the journey to the real world, how they have to like, you know, like go like in the little car and then on in a spaceship <laughs> in the camper. She's like goes in all of her Barbie vehicles. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. But also like if we're staying with this theme that we are the weird Barbie as the therapist Barbie, like you do go on a journey, mm-hmm. right? To like try to become your most authentic self, your your most well self, which again doesn't mean you never have bad days or um, you know, episodic episodes of uh, difficult feelings and stuff like that. But you do kind of go on this long right. journey. What did you think of Ken in Barbie Land initially? So, like, <laughs> if the Barbies were one-dimensional already in that land, like the Kens are, I don't even know, like 0.01 dimension. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just... I, I thought Just it was so Ken. funny. Like, where are they? Right? Like, where do they live? Like, where do they <laughs> no sleep at night? No, no one, one knows. knows. No one cares. No one knows. But I would say that, like, I thought it was so funny how so much of what Barbie said impacted Ken, right? So Ken, mm-hmm. you know, Ken number one, Ryan Gosling, really, 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 it seems like likes, loves, I don't know, Barbie, Margot Or thinks Robbie. he's supposed – it's unclear. Is it genuine or does right. he just feel like right. that's what he – his role right. to play? So she gives him some feedback, right, that's, like, positive. And he's, like, he lights right up. He's, mm-hmm. like, oh, really? Like, wow. Like, his whole day is made. His whole life is made. Yeah. Um, And then he tries to show off even more mm-hmm. for her, which I think is also kind of, like, a real life thing. Uh-huh. Like, sometimes we get a little in over our heads trying to impress someone. Like, when they're at the dance scene. Yeah. And the, but then all the Kens come in and start right. dancing, and he right. feels really threatened. Mm-hmm. And then the beach scene where he, he like, you know, goes into the rock wave. <laughs> And then all the Barbies come and they help him and then he's fixed right away, which again, it's like, you know, Barbie land. you just snap their leg back into place and they're yeah, good. Yeah. So I, I, you know, Ken, Ken's were just like, I was curious how they were going to fit in or how it was going to become more in depth or like yes. important to the story. It mm-hmm. felt like really silly and just like, again, kind of like flat, like mm-hmm. no dimension. Which I think is what Ken brings to the table mm-hmm. in original Barbie land, yes. right? He's just the sidekick. I loved when, I mean, gosh, Ryan Gosling, like playing this character, like, I think we all love Ryan Gosling all the time, no matter what. So listen to this. I thought okay. th- I heard on um, Hoda and mm-hmm. um, Jenna, I was watching that yesterday, and they were kind of laughing because Ryan Gosling had initially, before the movie came out, gotten a lot of like feedback for like, you're too old to play Ken. Like, you're not, they were envisioning like, you're not the, like person, the hot guy anymore. Right. Who played um, Austin Butler, who was Elvis, oh, like that okay. young. That and guy. Then the, um, a guy who's in Euphoria. Um, who's like the hot guy, either of them. And it was funny because it was the first time that a guy had been Ooh. called out, you know, it publicly yeah, with a as lot being too old. Too old for a role. And how interesting hmm. is it like for the in the movie Barbie? Like it's That's in this so movie interesting. where there's all these other themes. So anyway, though they said I think he it landed really Perfectly. well. Everyone who had said that was like I was wrong. Um it and was I think perfect. It, I also think he you those young guys, I don't think could do it. 
I feel like you have to have the life experience Mm -hmm. and be able to wrap your head around it in a different way to have been able to perform the role the way Ryan Gosling did, Yep, which again was like perfect comedic timing. But like you said, had all these elements of like tenderness and insecurity and codependency that just shine through despite the dialogue. Like again, like how do they put this together right. in such a perfect like way. Like, he, all he says is, hi, Barbie. But you but can just see his, it. like, urgency for her to pay attention to him. Right. And, like, him trying to catch her eye and, and you know, bolstering his chest. Like, all of that. Like, yes, I think someone could attempt to do, but Ryan Gosling just nailed, nailed it. it on the head. Right. And, and again, like, the comedic side, but also, like, the tender, authentic, insecure mm-hmm. side, like, at the same time. Right. Um, I was just, I was so impressed and he's like so handsome. So that never hurts, um, to objectify him yep. since women have been objectified <laughs> for decades and centuries and will continue to be. Um, but that is a really interesting point. I hadn't read about mm. that. Um, so he kind of goes along with her, right, for the ride, which I run, you know, it was just interesting if you're thinking he's codependent on her. Of course he needs to go because he right. can't be alone in Barbie land without her. Right. And, I, I just have to address the scene where he wants to, like, have a sleepover. He's like, well, we're boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend, you know? Like, you, I should sleep over. And she's like, why? And then he's like, well, I, I don't know what we would do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. And then I loved and she was like, but this is my dream house. Every night's girls' night. Uh, so I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And then she, like, goes into her dream house. And they're all like, woohoo, Barbie. And it's just like you get the sense it's like a sleepover every single night in Barbie land. And isn't there a part of you that would love that? Yeah. Right? And she does it in a way that it's, like, dismissing Ken, but it's kind. Right. And it's direct. And it's not, you know, there's not all these millions of sorries. And it's not mean, you know? It's not like, no, I don't want you here. It's just like, I'm with my friends. And, like, I'm going to go now because this is my house. Like, really firm. And I think when we see later in the movie, like... The Barbies are never mean, cruel, um, putting the Kens down, like, intentionally. And then mm-hmm. we see the Kens do that when Kendom comes to be. Mm-hmm. That's so a great that's point. A, right. She's, like, mm-hmm. turning him down in a direct, assertive, but kind, not aggressive way. Mm-hmm. She's just, like, speaking her truth. Um, but he does take it really hard and feels really dismissed and, like, brushed aside. Yep. Um, and that comes up later. Yep. In Kendo, yes. right? Um, so that's just sort of this interesting dynamic right away. I did feel like he was really codependent mm-hmm. on her. Like he didn't have his own identity outside of her. It was always like trying to like rise up and be good enough for her mm-hmm. um, or feel like her equal. Yep. And I just think that's so funny because like Barbie is about Barbie and Ken's just like the – I guess there's Ken, yeah. you know? And it, like that was in all the marketing and – it's just really funny. Because we all had, you know, at, at least I did, like a million Barbies. I think I maybe had one Ken. Maybe one. Like, yeah. ever. And I think maybe Ken had a little brother. I don't know. Uh, and then there's Alan. Who, yeah. knew? Who knew? I would love to have Alan now. <laughs> no, we do. And I wonder if there, I know there's, I'm sure, tons of Barbie collectors. I have a lot of Barbies in boxes mm. still. Well, like you didn't the, bring them to the movies. Well, I'd, it'd be huge. I, I think I got one every year for Christmas. They're all like the anniversary ones. You did oh. not take them out of the box. Big oh, dresses. yes. And so I'm, I'm wondering, like, who has the Allen one? Yes. Is anyone out there? I bet it's worth a lot, it. like, right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one of those, too, that I did take out and give to my daughter. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. I, but, like, I don't know I'd... if I'll be able to do that, you know? Like, I don't know. Well, I guess I'll have to make that decision. Yeah. It was like the Christmas <laughs> Barbie. In my – I guess in your defense um, – the box broke, so it was already oh, open. Okay. So, yeah. you know, it's it a much easier choice. Yeah. But anyway, so when we get to <laughs> when we get to the real world, which is where we all live. Yes. 
Oh, they like see the billboard of Miss Universe. And Margot Robbie's like, oh, look, the Supreme Court justices. Yes. Just like all of that stuff was like so funny to mm-hmm. me. And then when she's like looking for somewhere safe to land and she's like, oh, construction site. That's yep. where I'll find the women. And I was just like, oh, no, here we go. Here we go. Right. Yeah. Um, and like right away, I wrote it down. Um, they get there and like they're walking down. Uh, where are they? Roller ben- skating. Yeah, roller skating. Of course, Venice, Venice of course. Beach. Just, and like the way they're able to bring in like all the little Barbie props mm-hmm. are so funny. Um, and and they're roller skating, and everyone's like, you know, leering at Barbie, and she says, "I feel, I feel ill at ease." And Ken goes, "I feel admired, but not ogled." And I was like, "Yes, that like those two sentences like speak mm-hmm. to the difference of like." living in the world as a female versus living in the world as a white man too and it's not right like it's not most of the time overt so Mm -hmm. i think that's where a lot of people who don't experience this have a harder time understanding well Mm -hmm. you know well they didn't come up to you and slap your behind it's like right but you can feel people like ogling yes. you in a, yes. in a icky way right and you know y- yes you could be like yeah of course you know this didn't happen directly to me it wasn't over but there's so much covert like ickiness mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. and i think that that's what that moment really for me encapsulated because mm-hmm. ken just felt right like good and finally Barbie was like anxious yeah yeah exactly she had started feeling like some complicated feelings in barbie land and now that just continues Mm -hmm. and then there's like the what i'm sure will become the famous lines about the genitals yeah it's just like we have no genitals (laughs) it's just like so but like why did she think to say that right it's like i mean probably to like disarm these like ogling men but she knew push them away sexual yeah you know I'm le- taking leaps here, but it's like as this doll like knew right away that that's what was being like looked at, leered at, mm-hmm. thought of. So then eventually we see Barbie finally ends up at the school where Sasha, played by Ariana Greenblatt, um, is sort of having lunch with her friends. Um, and, and leading up to that, we started to see like some flashes of Sasha playing with her Barbies over the years, mm-hmm. right? And I think that was what Weird Barbie was trying to tell her is like, you have to go find this little girl and like make it right. Yep. You know, this little girl, the reason you're feeling these things is because that's what the child who's playing with you is mm-hmm. feeling. Um, and you have to go and like make it right and come back to Barbie land, put it all back to. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Where, you know, how it was. 
So she, like, comes up to her at school, which I thought, like, first of all, there's going to be, like, a security yeah. guard, a metal detector, hopefully, at schools these days. But can you imagine this woman, like, dressed like a pink cowgirl Barbie just, like, walking up to mm-hmm. you? And, like, Sasha being like, who is this woman with a delusional disorder that she's Barbie, right? Um, and Barbie just, like, goes off into this monologue. And Sasha, like, like slings it right back at her. And I think really delivers all the criticisms of Barbie. Yep through the years very quickly in a succinct way mm-hmm. right and then we see barbie like react to it and be like what we didn't fix everything like i thought we did like i thought we showed women you could be whatever you want you don't just have to be a mother and a wife but if you want to do that that's fine but you can be a doctor you can be a lawyer you can get the nobel peace prize you can be a teacher like and then you're kind of like huh you're right yeah and then yeah barbie starts to continue to be more and more emotional right starts so to she's cry leaking, which made me think of like the, <laughs> the grinch what is this you know <laughs> yeah um and then She's like really upset. And during all of this, Ken is like like discovering the patriarchy. Yep. And at like the at the school library. <laughs> the school library. Gets books on horses. And he like sees all these men. He's like imitating their uh their like arm gestures and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. But like so I like see where this is going. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. Um, and he's just discovering like this whole new world where men rule. And he like goes in right to all these different places of work. I was obviously struck when he's talking to the female doctor and is like, I I need to do a surgery. Yeah. Like, give me the tools. And she's like, you didn't go to medical school. Like, you can't do that. And he's like, show me the real doctor. Let me talk to the boss. And she's like, I'm the boss. And he just like walks by her. And I was like, and that. she's like security. <laughs> oh, but oh my God, Portia, I'm sure you can imagine oh, like yeah. as a female physician, all the times you just get assumed you're not the doctor and any man walking in, you know, people like look at with this like reverence and authority automatically just because mm. they're a man. Um, It just spoke to that so perfectly. I bet. And then he's like, Going into the office building and I want a high paying position <laughs> of power. And the guy's like, well, you can't just, you don't have an MBA. You don't have a degree. Like we can't just give you that. And he's like, I thought this is the patriarchy. And, and he's like, well, yeah, but we just have to do it a little yeah. more slide yes. these days. I thought that was funny. Like, oh my God. Um, and so then eventually we find that like Mattel gets word that like Barbie escaped. Right. And then things are like up in arms. And it turns out the other main character, America Ferrara's character, who's the mom, uh, Gloria in the film, this is where we meet her. What did you think about her character? I liked it. Um, I didn't know where it was going at first. For some reason, I thought she was like, um, like a Barbie creator because mm-hmm. she was drawing those sketches. Mm-hmm. It seems like maybe she was in more like of a secretarial position. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out that she's the one who's connected to stereotypical Barbie. Not and it's Sasha. her memories. And then I loved that. Um, it kind of us showing us that scene again, all from her perspective. Yeah. So now she's in it again. I thought yes. that was really like sweet. And like it was sad because, you know, of her emotions, but it just spoke to like the transitions of motherhood, I would yeah. imagine, right? From yeah. like having a newborn where you're their lifeline, mm-hmm. continuing all the way up to, you know, an adolescent, adolescent. who's kind of pushing back and, and having more autonomy and, and pushing and, you away and rejecting you. Oh, I know. Um, that was like really beautiful. And then we come to find that. There's this parallel process going on between her existential crisis, raising an adolescent and sort of trying to figure out like who she is and where does she fit in now and Barbie's existential crisis Mm -hmm. and that they're actually the ones that are connected. And it's almost like Barbie is starting to feel all the emotions the mom's feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And uh, I guess kind of weird for like an adult woman to start playing with Barbies again, but makes sense for, I guess, the plot of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. And so well, actually, maybe that's kind of like me bringing Barbies to lunch and not really. But I think she said that she was cleaning <laughs> out the basement or something and she found some and she like kept it out, you know, like she oh, didn't okay. want to donate it or, or throw it away. Oh, okay. And she's the one who's been drawing like uh, death Barbie. Right. Like what, what did she call it? Like ir- like irresistible thoughts of death, um, cellulite bar or cellulite Barbie, depressed yep, thoughts Barbie. of cellulite. <laughs> These things. Um, which was interesting, which we didn't comment on, which was part of Weird Barbie's, right? Like, push. She's mm-hmm. like, well, if you choose the Birkenstock and you fix this, you won't have a Right. And it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Now I'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, I think is a tongue-in-cheek sort of reference to Barbie's, like, perfect mm-hmm. body and how that's so important right. to Barbie, right? So then Mattel is really upset that Barbie is in the real world. So why do you think that is? Like, is it because you... Do you think that Mattel, besides the obvious ways that they're being nefarious, like, is nefarious with kind of, like, the patriarchy? Like, did you get that vibe? I did a little bit. 100%. I mean, they're all men, like, on the board, right? The only woman we see is Gloria, who does seem like a secretary. She's Mm -hmm. kept out of the big, important meetings that only the men can go to. Um... I think, like, when Barbie finally gets there, she's like, where's your boss? Let me meet her. Like, yes. where is she? I can't wait to meet her. Um, and they're like, well, I'm the boss. And I think they say, like, well, we did have one CEO, I think, like, a long time right. ago, right? Um, I loved that scene where she's like, well, who does the money? Me, this right. man. And, like, all of it is run by men. Um, I, first of all, love Will Ferrell more than anything in the world. So anything he's in, I love it. And I thought he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, they really wanted Barbie back in her box. I feel like that is just, again, not wanting Barbie to be more complicated right. than they want to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, and in control of her. They want to be in control of her. Um, and I do think one interesting sort of criticism I've been reading about this movie is if you think about it, right? Like, yes, it's doing great in the box office. Lots of themes about feminism and the female experience. Um, again, still from a white woman's perspective, which I think it's important to acknowledge. Um, and at the same time, like this Mattel, right, is making so much money from doing this. They have all these other movies in development, like one with Paul, about Polly Pocket that's going to be directed mm-hmm. by Lena Dunham. I think with Lily Collins. Yep. Um, and so they have a ton of things in development that I'm sure are going to move ahead now that this was so successful. And there's been some criticisms like, okay, so Mattel is this huge corporate giant, right? Like how many female filmmakers have been trying to you know, push forward stories and movies and ideas mm. about the female experience, but like no one wanted to listen um, until there's this big corporate company that's made all this money from a doll who's a stereotypical female, right? Um, only now we can listen to women and, and learn about the female experience. I don't know. I just think mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing to think yeah. about. Um, and I feel like it is a valid criticism. Um, but then you kind of see that tension here. So I, I kind of agree with you, Portia, that like, I felt like the film as a whole did a good job, like addressing the tension about this Uber, maybe not Uber, but this like film really touching on difficult topics about feminism using Barbie. 
But again, that's like the whole point, right? I think the- it would have flopped if Mattel was um, like shown in a good positive light in the movie. Right. You know, and I think like one of the reasons that it's okay, like based on what you're saying, is because like the movie in a unironic way like slams Mattel. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious now, like, okay, like show me your board, Mattel. Right. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, is this, are you the same board that we're seeing in the yeah. movie? Like how... Exactly. How much is art imitating life? Like, what is Mattel doing behind the scenes? Mm -hmm. What have they done? There's, like, not really a – that's not – I don't know. That's not common knowledge. Right. Um, So it's just – but, again, it raises, like, a lot of interesting questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I got anxious when she was – Standing, she was like happy to go back in the Ooh, box. And they were starting right? to put those little like like yeah. uh, plastic ties. So she goes in the box, and again, like th- those were so funny because like that's how your Barbie comes, yes, right? Like, and they start twisting them, and it's getting, getting tighter. tighter. And you see her hands, and she's like, mm, like something about this doesn't feel good anymore. It's like, and I was good like, for you, get out, get yes. out. Good for you, like staying in touch with your inner authentic feelings, Barbie, and picking up on which is a female experience because of what like of our life experiences. Having that third eye, right? Like mm-hmm. being a being a woman, and mm, something about like that that table over there is giving me weird vibes. Yes, or, or having to cover your drink, or you yes. know, while having your key in your hand when you're walking to your car. It's like she started, mm-hmm. you know, having zero ever experienced that in Barbie Land to pick up on that. And so I was quickly. like, again, like I could be, you know, that's just how I interpreted that scene. But no, that's I what totally I agree. I totally agree, mm-hmm. and that she had the confidence to listen to that and not I think maybe because she came from Barbie land where you are just confident and you're not apologizing for your feelings they just are what they are she didn't like start um invalidating herself which yep. I think a lot of women are socially conditioned to do right like you might feel something's off but then you're like oh I'm just being sensitive mm-hmm. or that can't be there's something wrong with me when it's like no you're picking up on right. something accurate in your environment um, so then she escapes and hijinks ensue mm-hmm. and her and um, uh, Gloria and Sasha go back to Barbie yep. land. Um, and to dun, dun, dun. What do they see? <laughs> Ken has already returned and like taken over. The patriarchy is flying high. The I, horses are everywhere. everywhere. I love that they put TVs in like every room of yep. Barbie land with horses on them. And then this is like, oh, no, Barbie land has turned into the real world. Like, all the Barbies are being objectified and wearing, like, really tight clothes and serving the men and, like, like brainwashed yeah. almost, right? And it happened, like, so quickly. And we see Barbie and Gloria and Sasha just, like, dumbfounded, mm-hmm. right? And um, uh, what what did you think about Kendom? I thought it was really in a silly way, like, really accurate, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the TVs and... Just like their their interest being so stereotypically like first, you know, let's also say that there's many men who are wonderful and allies and not objectifying women and so on and so forth. Like Alan. Like Alan. But in the real world, you know, (laughs) but this was just like such a silly way of calling it out. Right. I loved the horses being the... um, the Mount Rushmore. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, and it like wasn't Ken. So like it could have been Ken's and that would have been the same thing, right? Like they replaced mm. the bars, but it was like horses. So it was like, really? <laughs> and the Hummers and like, you know, everything's tricked out and, and lifted and it's so big. Masculine. Yeah. And they got a mini fridge mm-hmm. like full of their snacks yeah. and like. 
They got the saloon doors. Mm-hmm. It was just so funny and like over the top. But you just see how he just starts to really relate to Barbie in this like icky way. And interestingly, I felt like he was still so codependent on her, but now it was like the roles are reversed, right? Like before in original Barbie land, he just wanted her approval to feel good enough. And now he has to like put her down to feel good enough. So it's like still kind of the same dynamic, just like two different sides of the same coin. And commenting on, I think, like, right, that idea of, oh, he's mean to you because he likes, he likes you, you. Right. Ugh. So it's like we even see that when she's faking um, to go to the beach and have him play the guitar for her. And he walks away, right? He's like, oh, maybe. Or you're my, what does he call her? You're my part time, sometimes <sighs> there, whatever. Like, you're girlfriend. my, yes. Oh, so and perfect. Then he, and then you're like my long term, low commitment girlfriend. Yes, low commitment. Mm-hmm. 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 And so, but he is excited, right? He goes away and he's like, sublime. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that does happen, you know? And, and yeah. even with, you know, I think between both, you know, men can do it to women, women can do it to men, so on and so forth. Um, everyone does it to each other. It's like little games. It's like the yeah. gamey thing with like dating, right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to text you for three days, um, which just, it's, you know, it's hard because if someone's playing the game, it's hard to not, mm-hmm. but I think just no one should play the games. So yeah. Like, if you really like someone, text them when you get home. I had a great time. Let's go out again. If you don't, right. say, you know, I thanks still had for a great time, time, but, but let's know. stay friends yeah. or something. Yep. And in that way, like in original Barbie Land, communication was more direct and like innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, and now things are getting all warped yep. and topsy turvy. And then they decide they have to like get all these Barbies back. And I was a little disappointed that it did involve, again, like, using themselves as sexual objects to kind of like distract the Kens to turn them all against each other. I don't know. What was your yeah, thoughts no, about I that? Agree. It, it, that definitely was like icky. Um, I and, wish there'd been a different why, way. Right. Like, yeah. Like why did they choose that way? Is it, is it commenting on that? That's like it currency, right? We talked about white Lotus last week and like sex is currency. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where in now Kendom, like Barbie, you do have power. And mm-hmm. we see that in the real world, of course. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm, I'm wondering if it was like intentionally supposed right. to be cringy. Right. Like if it's like, yeah, in the real world, that is your only power now, Barbie, is to like use your body and your sexual mm-hmm. power to distract them in order to like you know, have the vote right. and turn it back to Barbie land. Um, that was the part I was like, oh, I wish they'd been able to like get it back some other way. Right. Um, but I did love when they're all strumming their little guitars. And I don't know the song that they picked. Uh, I did. Like, like not- I recognize it, but I don't know the yeah. name of it. I don't know who sings yeah. it, but it was um, like, I want to push you yeah. around then I will. And it's, like, aggressive. If you think about, like, a man singing that to a woman, right? But it's not, like, a romantic song. It's, it's aggressive. Like, don't do that. <laughs> but perfect for Kendo and all the yeah. horses. Um, so all the Barbies seem to be brainwashed. And they get pulled out of it through Gloria, right? Mm-hmm. So Gloria goes has this, oh. like, monologue that she talks about, which I think resonated with a lot of people. We heard some, like, woohoo in the theater. Sure. So I thought that was nice. I did really like, and we kind of made eye contact yes. when she was talking about, um, like, body image. Mm-hmm. And I really, really liked that because before, right, they were kind of, like, I think, again, just pointing out, right, not aging, Mm-hmm. and not having cellulite mm-hmm. before and that's why kind of barbie land was like oh there's old people <laughs> in the real world what is this and you know the woman then is like you're, you're beautiful and she's like i know oh, like i, I, I really like the woman that. at the bus stop 
So they, um, one of the lines is you have to be thin, but not too thin. Mm-hmm. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but you also have to be thin. Like, it's just I think impossible. just thinking of every single person, really, you know, especially I think for women, the the expectations of your body it's it, in the in the real world is just so hard to live with and yeah. so challenging. Yeah, and the yeah. messages come early. Oh, from yeah. Barbie, Barbie, right? I know. And from TV and, and, and everything that's around you and from even like parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of, you know, if your parents are making comments about their bodies, you right. know, they you would never learn about, it. you know, their kids. It's just, it, it's all such a message that I think it's right. Like you can't be too thin, but you can't be too fat and you can't talk about your weight if someone mm-hmm. compliments you, mm-hmm. right? No, I'm fat. And, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm feeling so bad about myself. You're, you're fishing, you know, for those. Mm-hmm. No, you're fine. It's mm-hmm. just, I, I liked that that was... I you know I think we there. could have explored that in a whole movie of its own, but yeah, well, it. and I think it, you know it was necessary given, like you said, the criticisms about Barbie and her unattainable body mm-hmm. type all along, um, and I was glad they didn't shy away from that. I was also glad in that monologue, which was like so moving, that they also drew comparisons to just the female like emotional experience too, right? Like that is the f- female experience. You can't be to this or to that. You have to just be this version of a woman Mm -hmm. and it's just an impossible standard and like why can't you just like be angry or be sad or be anxious Mm -hmm. or be happy or be confident like like you said like in original barbie land no one's apologizing and then they start to um and i just feel like that so speaks to what it's like to be a woman yeah um and it's annoying i liked um you're supposed to stay pretty for men but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be um, because of sisterhood mm-hmm. you're supposed to always stand out and always be grateful Ugh, um, it's like impossible it's exhausting it's like just going back and forth but mm-hmm. i think too in um i just watched the documentary on amazon it came out a little while ago about the family that used to have a show um 18 kids and counting or 20 kids and counting Mm. and um it's a lot of kids they talk a lot about just like in a lot of religious organizations right like you are you have to be careful of your dress code so that you are not tempting men oh i think that's even like in public school oh yeah you know the straps and the shorts length and all that stuff and it's just like it's not our responsibility right to you know, make men feel like they don't want to sexual assault someone, right? Like, or keep your thoughts to yourself. We all, we all, they should also, things, they right? should also learn how to manage those right. feelings, right? Like it's, it's okay. Right. And girls are going to have those feelings about boys right. or other girls too. Oh, yeah. Like you can, you know, think, wow, that person is attractive and move on. And then if you feel bad about that, take that up with your God and, and be sorry for it. But it's mm-hmm. not your fault. It's not that person's fault that right. you found them attractive. Right. Like, right. It's, Anyway, back to Barbie, but <laughs> no, I mean, I, I feel though, like, um, I think we touched a little bit about this when we were covering you, um, which is like all roads lead back to you because that's such yeah. a good show. <laughs> but when we were talking about, you know, like stalking and, um, sexual harassment, like oftentimes when women finally do seek help, they're often like shamed or told like, well, you kind of asked for it. Or, um, I remember when I was in college, um, I had like, I guess a stalker. Uh, it was kind of weird. And I went to the, like the student police and their only advice was like, when you go to class where that, that boy is in your class, like you should wear really baggy clothes and don't wear makeup. And that was it. Like that was the advice to keep me safe. It wasn't like, oh yeah, we should take this one out of your class. Like we should, you know, maybe move him to a different dorm, mm-hmm. like anything like that. It was like, you need to change your appearance. And so I think that perfectly speaks to what you're saying. Um, and again, 
it's just not that hard. Like, <laughs> right? We we talked about consent in American Pie mm-hmm. that episode, and it's just it's just really not that hard of a idea to to come around. Someone yeah. might be into you at one point, and guess what? They might not be into you in another, and like you have to deal right. with that. And I loved that with Barbie it finally came, you know, as we come to the end of it, um, you know, the Barbies like vote in Congress because they've distracted the boys and um, they get Barbie land back. Um, But then at the end, like Margot Robbie's character wants to be human. She wants more than just Barbie. She wants to feel all those human experiences. She doesn't want to leave Gloria and Sasha. And she talks to the creator of Barbie, um, played by Reed Perlman, who was just like, it was so sweet to hear Mm -hmm. her talk about it. And I loved how she was like, yeah, they had some tax evasion issues, but that's for another movie, you know. Um, But just saying, like, are you sure you want to be human? Are you sure? And then it comes out when she tells Ken, like, I I don't love you. I don't like you. Like, you're a great person, but, like, I don't feel that way toward you. And they could have an honest conversation about how he felt kind of rejected and dismissed and stuff like that, Um, which was, I thought, great for a man character to be able to say, Mm -hmm. right, to, like, be honest about that in a direct also um, respectful way rather than yep. the way he was treating her in Kendom, which was like icky and, and passive aggressive and, and demeaning. And I think really contradicts the kind of general critique of a lot of people that I'm irritated with on the internet saying that <laughs> Barbie like is demasculating. Um, <sighs> yeah. And I think that the end really does the opposite of that, right? Like she's, If you have an open mind. Right, yeah. right. But it, it well, to me, it's really clear. Like she's a, she's apologizing for him feeling, you know, dismissed. It's mm-hmm. so it's like I I see that you know mm-hmm. that we were maybe treating you like you felt like you didn't matter and like you mm-hmm. do, and I don't love you, and like right. that's okay. And but, both can be true. But I just you know I I understand that people have a hard time you know opening Seeing their minds that, to different things. But yeah. to, just to me, it's like that scene contradicts their criticism of it so like did you stay for the whole movie right and also i think it depends on your definition of masculinity which again this film isn't only sort of addressing feminism and the female experience although that i feel like that's the main point which is great um but you know ryan gosling's depiction of ken really touches on the themes of masculinity so well and i feel like at the end he comes to find that he can be sensitive and have those types of feelings mm-hmm. and express them directly to someone who will listen and validate. Safely. Right. He doesn't have to be like a macho man like he was in Kendom. He can just be himself. And maybe he does maybe he doesn't want his job to be beach. Like that okay. Yeah, maybe you he know? wants to ride horses. Maybe. And that's what he says. He's like, I just really like the horses, <laughs> you know? Um but in that way I think like that is like isn't that also part of masculinity? Like can't our boys be sensitive and sweet and not feel like you have to like lose all of that to be a man mm-hmm. like in today's society um i feel like that's another issue these yeah. days that they, they did touch on i thought in a really thoughtful way no i agree yeah and so at the end barbie chooses to become human right she assumes the name of the original creator mm-hmm. of barbie's daughter which i thought was sweet we see her get out of the car in her pink birkenstock so she is fully actualized holding on to good and bad conflicting all emotions, the parts of herself all the parts of herself it's so great and we see her going in to sign in for something <gasps> what did you think she was going i thought it was a job interview i thought it was a driver's yeah. license oh okay 
it was the gynecologist, mm-hmm. and I could not be because she more now excited. has a vagina, an agency, an autonomy, and I was just like. <laughs> perfect ending i just died I and loved so it. unexpected that like so i think it's just like a laugh you're like what i'm like no. so funny so funny but perfect yes. and she was so happy to be yep. there right and again i just think in like today's political climate mwah, great job greta gerwig and yep. everyone involved yeah. like just ugh, i, like, I am it. getting my um womanhood taken care of right right oh so great right oh so any final thoughts portia as we wrap up this episode um, a little bit. I just wanted to comment on the Depression Barbie commercial. Oh my god! How did we through. forget? How did we forget about Depression Barbie? So many people on the internet were like, "Why did they call me out?" So we see Depression Barbie. <laughs> you know, the, uh, loose terms on the internet were binging on sweets. It wasn't really binging. It was eating sweets. Um, fe- it said an entire family size Starburst. Yep. <laughs> And then watching reruns of BBC's Pride and Prejudice. Yes. And she was like scrolling Instagram, looking at her yep. estranged BFF's engagement yep. photos. It was so funny. And then they were like, anxiety, OCD, and panic attack Barbie sold separately. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. That was so funny. Great. Yep. I loved it. And then Gloria finally at the end pitching to Mattel, like, what about just like average Barbie? Just like, and then again, there's another beautiful monologue by American Ferrara about just like the experience of a woman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is, she was like describing her own experience in a way. And again, Mattel was smart when at first they were like, oh, I don't know if that's going to go well. And then the the finance guy's like, the sales will be huge. Yeah. And they were like, okay. Yeah. And I felt like that just also like signified like there's still a lot of room to mm-hmm. go. We still have a lot of road to cover. Yeah. Um, but overall, I really loved it. It gives you a lot to think about. Yes. And take what you want from it. I think there's a lot of funny, funny themes. And I think like it, it's worth seeing more than once 100%. over time. Um, and I'm excited to see it again. I mean, I, I'm wondering maybe there'll be more tears because I'm already mm-hmm. like moved Primed. by it. Yeah. But we'll see. Oh, it was so good. Um, well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Analyze Scripts. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends if you're enjoying our content. Um, I did carry around two Barbies as a, you know, middle-aged woman. So please, you know. <laughs> make it worth it. Make it worth it. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Analyze Scripts and on TikTok and Analyze Scripts Podcast and on threads at Analyze Scripts Podcast. Um, and we will see you next Monday. Yep. Bye. Thanks. Bye. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of Analyzed Scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe. That's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.